Welcome to the Gutsy Ladies Podcast. I'm your host, Bella Reynolds, and I'm a life coach on a mission to support midlife women to live their next chapters with ease, with clarity, and with confidence, to become a gutsy lady. A gutsy lady doesn't fade or shy away, and she doesn't use midlife as an excuse to live a life less fulfilled. She thinks, if not now, when? Until now, the story of midlife hasn't supported this vision for our lives, and it's time to talk about it. In this podcast, I share insights from my personal experience, as well as thoughts and lessons from thousands of hours of coaching. If you want to live your best life and are ready to do the work, then you are in the right place. Let's get started. So thanks again for joining me for another episode of the Gutsy Ladies podcast. And this one is about a topic that I came across because just recently, last couple of weeks, I've had a really beautiful time catching up face-to-face with a large number of um, women and men, funnily enough, who are actually listening to this podcast. And so what's really cool about that for me is that I get to understand where the content that I'm sharing is landing. But even better than that is that I'm hearing back on other things that are important for you guys to be like learning about based on my experiences with um, my clients. And this one was a perfect example. I've called it the wide bother change U-turn. Another name for it could have been the, um, is it really important enough change U-turn? If you could see my face right now, you would have seen the sass in it. (laughs) But this one came about from a beautiful conversation with a gutsy lady just recently. And um, in the conversation, one thing I walked away and thought, oh my God, this, this is perfect for um, that, this gutsy lady to have used a really simple worksheet. So it's my five whys worksheet. So that's what I'd really love. If this topic really resonates with you and you want to take some action from it, which is always my intention, then please make sure you click on the link in the show notes and access that my five whys workshop. Um, because it, it, you know, I'm going to work through it actually now as part of this episode, but it is a really simple way for anyone to get clear on their intrinsic, their internal motivation. Anyway, I'm sort of jumping ahead. So this episode is about, um, I'm going to give you a really perfect example of the why bother change U-turn and explaining more about change U-turn concept if you haven't come across it yet. Um, secondly, I'm actually going to explain what is really going on for this gutsy lady and anyone who's stuck in the why bother change U-turn, a really common change U-turn by the way. And then I'm actually going to finish up as usual with three simple actions that you can take immediately that will address this. And that's, as you know, I'm all about action and assisting anyone feeling stuck Um, to actually move forward. And there'll be no major surprises in some of the actions because if you've been listening to many of my podcasts, you know, there's a theme that comes through. Um, And the core theme at the end of the day is about being the expert in your own life. And that's a big thing that this is all addressing as well. Okay. So what's the example? So this beautiful gutsy lady was sharing with me that She was, you know, she'd been listening to a lot of my stuff for a long time and she had an incident. Well, it's actually more than an incident. She recognized, particularly once she listened to an episode, I was talking about 
about identity and how it's actually um, our identity is a whole set of beliefs that we have created for ourselves, and particularly when we get into midlife, it can be feel like it's really, really strongly embedded. And it's actually your identity that you are wanting to change, that um, whole raft of beliefs and habits and everything that's circled around that identity. So for this gutsy lady, there'd been some interesting stuff going on in her family, and what she really recognised was the identity that she had within her family unit. She'd taken on the identity of someone that was, I mean, these are my words, but someone who was feeling that to fit in, she had to sort of please everyone and be the fixer in the family, Um, even though as she started to recognise as she's getting older and there's a lot more going on that the family are wanting her to fix, like she's become that go-to solidly and solidly, she recognised that once she understood about the concept of identity that she had a choice and that in actual fact she doesn't want to be the sole go-to as the fixer in the family. She recognised and recognises that there is so much more to her and what if she didn't want to be known? What if she wanted to start start to really share that fixing load But here's the change U-turn that was going on for her. And I loved it because it's a really, really sneaky one. She said that there would be a couple of incidents coming up in the family and she would get to the end of a tether and she'd go, that's it. I don't want this. So let's say that that was maybe on a Sunday or a Monday and the overwhelm was really, really starting to come to the fore. And because she now knows there's a choice, she's starting to go, I've got alternatives. I've got alternatives. No, damn it, I'm going to change. But then by Thursday, as the probably the, more importantly, the weight and the work that was involved to being the fixer had lost, you know, she'd basically got a lot of the jobs done and maybe less of the family was ringing her, whatever was going on, the urgency around it had taken, had, had diminished. So then she said she'd wake up in that morning and go, oh, ah, oh, is it really that important? Is it really? Oh, I don't know if I could be bothered. So that is her change U-turn. You know, a Sunday or a Monday, I've had a gutful of this, enough is enough, heading toward I'm going to make changes. And then by Thursday, if you think about a U-turn moving forward and then you go around the roundabout, you know, you're not continuing to move forward and make changes, there's an excuse comes in. And the excuse that's coming in, is it really important? Can I be bothered? Is it a big enough thing to make the changes for? Now, that is a really classic example of a U-turn. But the interesting thing is that often we think of change U-turns in the um, sphere of, for example, wanting to lose weight, a really common change U-turn. So Monday, yep, I'm going to be this person, I'm going to make all those changes, and then by Thursday, you know, willpower is completely exhausted the setup you had to make the changes wouldn't happen. So that's the common way that I talk about change U-turns. But I hadn't thought about this one around urgency and load. But now, as I said, I'm going to share what is exactly really going on for this gutsy lady. Because if you can recognize yourself in this sneaky version of a change U-turn, please listen up. Because what's really going on is what goes on for anybody that chooses to make a change. 
It is what I call, and it's a very common term in economic circles, but it's very much in behaviour change, is called a cost-benefit analysis. Now, you don't even realise you're doing this, right? But in essence, on the Sunday or Monday, when this gutsy lady is saying enough is enough and I'm wanting to make that change, then the cost of making that change versus the benefits and the relief she would feel the cost is much less than the benefit. Now, she's doing this in the subconscious. She's not even doing this in a really cognitive, um, you know, executive function mode, right? But she's actually basically saying enough is enough and I'm going to take action and that's it. So the cost of this is not nearly as big as the benefit. So she's like, I'm going to do it. There's more to gain here than to lose. But then come Thursday, when the urgency around it, the weight of it has diminished and we've sneaked back into our old habits because we've got out of that stress response and we're probably just feeling a little bit more relaxed about it, we basically allow that part of our mind to tell us consciously, and I'd say definitely unconsciously, the cost versus the benefit of making these changes, that cost gets bigger. What sort of costs would I be talking about? Well, a big cost is time. If you're going to make some changes to your identity, anyone, doesn't matter what age you are, knows that there is some time and probably more importantly, a cost in energy involved. Like you're actually going to make change. Change is hard. We are, our biology is completely wired to keep us safe and keep us in acting if we feel that safer to be where we are. But I think the biggest cost that is coming in for this woman right now, and it's incredibly common in the midlife space, is relationships. Because this beautiful gutsy lady is a certain identity in her family. Now, if she wants to rock the boat, which would be some of her language, I personally don't see it rocking the boat. I see it standing up for what she really wants to be. But of course, that's me seeing it from the outside but I know exactly how she's feeling on the inside of what is the cost to my relationships? Do I really want to be that person who starts to really, you know, own what she wants and some of my relationships may be impacted? Because at the end of the day, the reason this beautiful woman has created this identity and this identity was created for her role in the family decades before this woman is actually in her 60s. So, you know, this was probably her order and her identity within that family unit, as we all have had, and um, is established well, well before you're 15, well before you're 10. <laughs> so there's so much going on there with the um, that, with that relationship thing that her needs have been met. And this is the thing for her in a conscious level and she's been listening to podcasts and she's been doing some work on herself and, and particularly since she now knows there's a choice involved, she's actually going, oh, my God, this is something I would really like. But in her subconscious, it's, it's saying, but will my needs continue to be met? Like if I actually become this person, what if some of my family members actually get cranky at this? What if some of my family members don't, you know, 
I mean, you're not conscious of this, but what if I feel less loved because I stand up and don't want to be the fixer anymore and I want others to start pulling their weight in this field? It's a really interesting thing. And I'm sure if you're listening and you've stayed listening to this point, this is resonating with you. So what can we do about it? What if this whole cost-benefit analysis is going on? Well, it's not a what if. If you are a human today and you're in midlife, you have had numerous opportunities for change. And if you haven't taken it, you have absolutely done it, be consciously or unconsciously, because the um, the benefit wasn't big enough, perceived benefit for you. And you could also put in context of risk versus reward, but I don't want to complicate it here. So as I said before, I'm going to go through three steps that would be really useful for this beautiful gutsy lady to do to help her to navigate the change she wants to make. Now, the first one is a really simple one. And the first one is to actually get out a piece of paper, um, A4 page, and create two lines, go one um, one line halving the page vertically and the other line halving the page horizontally, and you've got four quadrants. So across the top of the page, you would actually say um, whatever change it is. So for this gutsy lady, it would be the change of, you know, changing my identity and stop being the fixer in the family, becoming who I really want to be. And you know, asking others to share the load of what I suspect is going on here. Then on left-hand top quadrant is, left-hand top is what are the advantages of actually making that change? Right-hand top, what are the disadvantages? And then in the bottom two, you've actually got in that middle line, in the middle of the page, you're going to write not changing from the fixer. That would be what this gutsy lady would do. The bottom left, what are the advantages of not changing? And what are the disadvantages on the right, bottom right quadrant um, corner? What are the disadvantages of not changing? Now, the value in literally sitting down, this whole exercise would take a maximum of 10 minutes. Really good journaling exercise to be doing. And the reason it is so important to do is that you are actually getting out of the emotive element of it. I'm not saying there's not emotion with some of the answers, but you are using your executive function to think about Basically, what are the advantages and disadvantages? What are the costs? What are the benefits of both states? Because often right now, when you're thinking about change, you're only thinking about what's going on if you do change. But this example is getting you to think about what if I don't change? Like what is the disadvantage for me about what I don't change? So very simply on that piece of paper, there are four boxes that will be populated with a heap of information that you've got as a very logical piece of information. Now, the second action is getting this lady to make sure she downloads my five whys worksheet. Now, the five whys worksheet is a very simple tool. I don't own the five whys, by the way. I don't even know who came up with it, but I've used it numerous times in my life, as have my clients. And it is a beautiful way to get to the heart of um, what, why it is that you want the change. Because often the first answer has nothing to do. It is just so surface level. And so the reason that we're not making the change was we're basing it on a surface level why. Take the time, another beautiful journaling practice to be doing on the five whys, download the worksheet, and then make sure 
that you complete it. <laughs> no short, no use downloading it and not completing it. So I'll take through the little simple exercise about the five whys for this gutsy lady. So the first question is why, and you put across the top the change you want to make, like the identity you want. So let's place, you know, the, the change that this woman is wanting to make is stop being the fixer. Basically, change she really wants to make is start to really come into her own real identity and stop just being the automatic fixer in the family. So the question across the top is why do I really want to change this? And the first thing that, first, let's let's assume her first answer is the reason I want to change is because I'm sick to death of all the weight of everything going on to fix the family issues going on is all on my shoulders. You're like, I'm peeved. So then the next question is you ask the question based on the answer of the previous one. So why are you peeved about being the fixer in the family? Well, I'm peeved about it because it takes so much time at the moment and I have my own family to look after and there's actually things that I want to be doing in my life. And so then you answer the question with the answer of that. So why is it that you've got this is peeving you because you've got all these other family members and there's other things you want to do? Well, because the answer to this could be, I actually have realised there's so much more to my life that I want to explore and the time it takes to be doing this, it's not really fair because why is it that I've taken on this role and there are others just as capable in my family to share the load at the very least with me? So then again, you'll get the story coming on here. You just keep asking the why based on that why. And I'm pretty confident what will come out at the very end for this beautiful gutsy lady, the real why, the real motivation behind her wanting to change this identity is that she now recognises there's a choice and I know I would like to almost prove to myself that I can be someone more than just a fixer in the family. I am capable I am, you know, confident, huge reason why most of my women come into the Gutsy Ladies program is to grow that confidence within themselves that is sitting there, by the way. It just needs to be, the flame has to be fanned. So I hope what you've got out of that little scenario is an example of that when we get to the heart of the why, if this Gutsy Lady really gets to the heart of what it is around the real reason that she wants to change her identity. It is much bigger potentially, but and more often the case, the minute you get really clear on your heart-to-heart why, it becomes so intrinsically, i.e. it is so internally important to you that some of the costs that we see around relationships, it becomes about your relationship with yourself and so it's about, wow, am I going to toss up here? Is it more important that I my relationships with others is more important than my relationship with myself? And this is why we come into step three, because all steps are important. Step one is to make sure you get really clear on cost and best benefit analysis. What are the advantages, disadvantages, not just of making the change, but most importantly of not making the change. Get clear on that. Second thing get to the heart of the why. And if it taps into something around your relationship with yourself, I promise you step three is worth you taking. Now, step three 
is all about taking action, but it's not the action that you would think normally. Most people think that these big identity changes that we make happen in a big grand scheme. I'm the sort of person who, and so say, for example, in this gutsy ladies example, I'm the sort of person who was seen as the people, you know, as the fixer in the family, and that was my role. So now I'm going to switch to the other side. And I'm the sort of person who stands in my power and just tells them all they can go and fix it themselves. And I'm busy, which I don't even know if that's what's going on for this gutsy lady. But if it was, you can see that it is flipping the coin way too large. And if we've got to have a big change as dramatic as that, I can promise you it won't happen. Well, if it, if you do make it happen, yes, relationships could be damaged, but more importantly, your, your chances of failure are so much higher, which means that the change you turn will come back, probably worse than ever. So the simplest, smallest action that this woman could do is to actually just test the water. Journal is an idea to actually write out just how are some ways that I could push back just a tiny little bit with my family. If they ring me and say, just get in that automatic flow of, ah, oh, da-da-da, this is why, you know, I right, can you can you do this? Can you fix this for us? You know, you're so amazing at this. I'm so glad you're on, you know, doing this. Taking a moment to pause and reflect and reflect because you've actually got some answers there and just practice an example of not being the fixer. Now, the hardest action is the first simplest action, but just even pushing back and just saying, oh, that is really interesting. So that's what's going on and you would like me to go and do that. You know what? I am actually really, really busy this week. Is it possible, do you think, that maybe you could do even that little part of it and I'll do this little part of it? And so we will get the job that you need done, but it's actually not all on me because I really just don't know how I've got time for this. You can see that just pushing back ever so gently and kindly, but actually getting them to start sharing the load in this example, that is a really simple action to start to take. Now, I have numerous clients that have started with doing the little, little, little things and quickly they will come back to me and go, oh my God well, I did that and that worked. So then I jumped into A, B and C because I actually proved it to myself. Now, this is what it's all about, right? Half the problem about change is the unfamiliar. This beautiful woman has not been the role and identity that she wants to now be in her family ever. So she is trusting all the information she's been given from everybody, you know, podcasts and information, and she's trusting that it's worth doing it. But none of that will mean anything compared to her testing it and measuring it and seeing if it lifts the confidence. And I can promise you now I will be astounded if the, she acts in this very small, minute steps, little by little, and doesn't start to have an incremental, tiny little moment of confidence. Because the thing that I've noticed with identity change and others that may be involved Yes, it seems scary and we're trying to preserve relationships, but one of the most beautiful things is when you step into your real self and that really truly empowered version of you, you actually give everyone license and permission around to do the same. And whether people acknowledge it publicly to you or not doesn't matter. 
your actions and the results. And so seeing this woman just feel that little bit more confident and then how she steps further and further into that, others will notice it. And more often than not, it is people around you, the closest around you that feel inspired by the actions that you take. So I'm hoping, well, I'm actually hoping that this beautiful gutsy lady is actually listening to this episode. And I'm also hoping that it's resonated with some of you also, and that you will actually take the commitment to make the commitment, sorry, and take the steps to take that really, really tiny action. Because at the end of the day, it is every time you take this tiny little action, it is a vote for your new self. And if you've gone through the steps of cost-benefit analysis, you've also gone through the steps of really connecting with your five whys. Well, sorry, connecting with that really, really fifth, and for some of it, maybe the 10th why. Keep going until you really latch on to the heart of the why. If you have got those steps done and then you take a tiny action based on that heartfelt intention, I can almost guarantee you you will start to see results. In fact, I've never had an experience personally with clients where it hasn't been the case. And if that happens to you, you make sure you message me (laughs) and I would love to know why. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Gutsy Ladies podcast. If you haven't already, I'd love you to subscribe and send this episode to a friend who just may need a little reminder that she's a gutsy lady too. See you next week.